Today's show is pre-recorded. I sure will. Hey, good morning, everybody. You're listening to The Voice. Uh, come on, dig me now. One and only Steve Harvey. Got a radio show. I've been saying it like that since I got it, too. All right. Got a good one for you today. Yesterday, the other day, I was talking to you about the most effective weapon available to us as human beings, I think, is prayer. I think prayer helps us in so many ways. But right now, what I want to do is... I want to show you how prayer pays off. I want, I want to show you what good it can do for you. Even me, I use it every day. And, and the days I don't use it, I feel it. The, the, you know, the days that I go, you know, without talking to him as much, I notice it, I feel it, I feel a certain kind of way. You know, those, uh, those, that doubt starts slipping in again, that uneasy feeling of uncertainty slips in again, that that wondering what I'm going to do starts slipping in again. It happens to me. It happens to everybody, man, I think. I, re- I really, really do. You know, if people would just keep it real with each other, stop being this Christian, this Superman, because you ain't. You ain't. There's a scripture that says there's none perfect. No, not one. That's everybody. That, that, that cover all of us, don't it? So sometimes I think we're a little too hard on each other. Uh, with that too, seeing as how we not perfect, we immediately want to just, just, oh man, we just want to kill when we find somebody do something wrong. Especially if it go public, everything go public now called social media. But anyway, I just want to talk to you about how prayer pays off. I mean, it's called the ROI in money. People got money, call it ROI, so return on investment. People are always looking for a return on investment. You know, nobody. 
Nobody in business really gives you money without understanding the return on investment. They don't even give monies to charities unless they think it can do something with the bottom line. A lot of companies work like that. I found that out myself. Sad, but it is true. So since everything is expected to work on a return on investment, I assume because we're human beings. So since we're all human beings, whether you're in business or, or not, you're still in the business of living. I think when you pray, you should expect a return on your investment. You talk to him. You spent time opening up to him. You bowed your head to him. You humbled yourself. You got on your knees. I mean, but really we talking God here, so really what you doing ain't really about nothing, be honest with you. The little bit that you do do on his behalf, it, it, it just pales in comparison with what he does. But let's just say you want to call yourself investing. Well, let me show you how it pays off. This Because, see, for me, this is for me now, prayer pays off in different ways. That's what I had to learn. See, I was praying, but I was asking him specifically for what I wanted. I had the audacity, though, to turn around and tell him how to do what I wanted. <laughs> That's amazing, man. I can't tell you how many blessings I blocked coming my way by putting my faith in what I said I wanted and how I wanted him to do it. I want you to give me this. I want that person to go away. I want this person to accept everything you say. Then I want to go over here and I want this deal to happen like this. And I want that person to just step aside and let, let me through. And then I want that. I, was, I had it mapped out. God must have been chuckling really hard. <laughs> he had to be going, boy, I made you to be funny, but boy, you're funny now. So you're going to tell me how to do it. And you've all heard this right here. If you want to make God laugh, tell him your plan. Well, that's what I did. And that's how we pray a lot of times. We pray. And we pray in the prayer we're telling him how to work it out. Well, here's the deal. This is what I've learned. Prayer pays off in different ways. There's a different return of my investment when I pray. See, sometimes when I'm praying for something, a situation to dissolve itself or go away, sometimes I get courage out of the prayer. Prayer provides me courage. That's just to go on and look at it, I guess. Face it. Then sometimes when I'm praying about a situation, sometimes prayer gives me hanging power. Sometimes, man, it just, I look up and I'm just handling it better. Sometimes prayer gives you laugh it off power. Sometimes, man, you just got to laugh it off. <laughs> Whatever, man. <laughs> you tripping. Do you know what that is if you could do that? You know, sometimes it gives it gives you a show of strength, power. Sometimes prayer allows you to have the appearance that you got it all together. Nobody got to know the whirlwind, the, the tornado, the hurricane that's swirling in your life. You standing over there like the eye of the hurricane. You just And it's all swirling around you, but you standing there like the eye. You just as calm. That's what prayer does. So when you pray, man, it builds up a lot of things in you. You know what it's done for me? Prayer has built up character in me. It's made me have more character because I'm able to stand stronger on the things I say because I've been praying, because I've been asking God for all of those return of investments. I've been asking God for courage. 
I've been asking God for hanging that power. I've been asking him to give me the power to walk away. I've asked him to give me ignored power. I've asked him to help me laugh it off. I've asked him to show me strength. But you know what I was doing? I was really praying, not really for them things, be real with you. I was asking him to help me. Lord, help me. You ever done that? You ever asked God for help? And then all of a sudden a list of these things show up? See, sometimes how you want the problem to be solved ain't the best way. There's a lesson to be learned when we make mistakes. And sometimes you got to stay in that fire and you got to learn that lesson. But guess what, though? When you come out of it, you're going to be better for it. You're going to know more about it. Come on, y'all, pray. He's solid. His word is true. It lasts forever. He do what he say he's going to do now. All day, all night, 24-7. He do it all day, all night, and then some more. His word don't ever change. It's true. It works for me. It worked for you. It worked for Jakes. It worked for Osteen. It worked for Kirk Franklin. It worked for Paula White. It worked for Billy Graham. It worked for Mother Teresa. It worked for Gandhi. It worked for princes, Arabs. It worked, man. It worked for you. What you waiting for? Why don't you put prayer in your game? Watch what happened to you. You sitting in that jail cell and you struggling with it and they telling you blood in, blood out, you can't get in you. That's foolishness, man. What you mean? God can get you out of anything. Look, man, if you done read your Bible, he done got some people out of some sticky situations. I don't know what you talking about. If Daniel was in the lion's den and Jonah was in the belly of the whale, what you talking about? Where you are? You just sitting in a cell with some dudes around you talking about what they going to do. Man, you got to be real. God can't nothing do nothing. Nobody can't nobody do nothing to you. God won't give you the strength to handle. Prayer changes things, man. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Ladies and gentlemen, let's get it on. The Steve Harvey Morning Show is alive and well. We in vivid color this morning. Uh, the crew is different today. Watch this. Ladies and gentlemen, mm. Carla Pharrell. Good morning, Steve. Hey, Tommy. Hey, Junior. Jump right over to that damn Junior. Morning, everybody. Morning, Unc. And close it out with the fool, the king of pranks. <laughs> I'm in here, baby. So that's it. Three fools and the queen yeah, is going to yeah, try to it. keep it in order. <laughs> mm-hmm. We can do that. We can we do can. that. The queen's court. Yes. Mm-hmm. How y'all doing today? How y'all doing today? <sighs> good. How you good, doing? Man. Good, man. Yeah. You know, we here. Mm-hmm. Good. I'm blessed. Highly favored. All man. of that. Come on. How you I doing? Know, quarantine, man. Just saw. Uh, mm-hmm. Whew. What, oh, woo! It was what? <laughs> Your face. <don't. laughs> yeah, I'm oh, just cool. ready. Yeah, I think we you know are. for it to be over, cause but... it ain't over. No, I uh, know. Yeah. You know they not talking me out my house. Come on down no. to the mall. Come no. on, see this mm. movie. Uh-uh. You don't feel like bowling? No, hell no. I don't feel like dying. No. <laughs> no, that's right. No. Yeah. And, you know, you can't keep the virus out of the White House. So now you it's want... running all through that. Yeah, how you gonna yeah now you're telling us to come to yeah. work. Come to the mall. Yeah. Oh. Trump gonna be in there by themselves. <laughs> how you turn the coffee machine on? <laughs> <laughs> they ain't gonna have to do nothing. Am I supposed all to answer this red phone? Sick. The red phone is ringing. Uh-oh, that's the phone right there. That's the one. <laughs> You know, Where I'm is just, everybody? <laughs> it's just crazy, man. And uh, yeah, it really is, Steve. 
They trying to it's figure bad. out if they should give more stimulus checks to people. Mm-hmm. You Do know, it. people are struggling. People are unemployed. This is the worst unemployment numbers since ever, even past the depression, the Great Depression, mm-hmm. ever in the history of the country. Well, Trump, Trump ain't finna say that. Hey, well, we're on the other side the- of it. Some things are getting better concerning the disease. Absolutely. I guess they're getting closer to some medicines that can help. I'm assuming they're getting closer to a vaccination. There is no talk of a cure, but look, man, until there's a vaccination, we got to be careful here. Yes. And and Mm -hmm. even then, there's talk about people don't really want to take the vaccination. I just look, man, we have to be careful. That's all. We got to be smart. Right. Don't rush out there. Don't take. Get your wear your mask. Get you some gloves. Get you a shield. Wash your hands and practice social distancing. Analyze period. Analyze everything. Period. That's, that's all you. It. That's all we have. That's all you can Got do to. because we've been practicing all that right now. We've been staying away from the virus. It's still out there. We just haven't yeah. been around it. Yeah. So now. Yeah. But when and I when I was still dying. Yeah. When I when I would see footage of the Great Depression, like in high school and, and junior high, yeah, history see classes, that, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, people begging for bread. I never thought it would ever go back to that in that your lifetime, get, right? Oh my God, never yeah. in my lifetime did I think we would see that. Yeah, the food banks are. It's really sad. The lines out there. All right, well, we got more to talk about coming up. We're gonna you're gonna help some people in relationships, Steve. Ask. The CLO coming up right after this, and we'll be back at 32. Yeah, I am. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Time for Ask the CLO. That's the Chief Love Officer, Mr. Steve Harvey. And if you want to get advice from the CLO, go right now to steveharveyfm.com and submit your questions. Here we go, Steve. This one is from Shana in Tampa. I Mm. am 22 years old. I have been in a serious relationship for three years and my boyfriend has talked to my parents about proposing. I feel like we're too young to get married, but my parents are excited about it. They got married young and want me to do the same and start a family right away. I want to be carefree and date other people like I should be doing in my 20s. I've heard that the grass is not greener on the other side, but I want to see for myself. I don't want to be a wife and a mom before I'm 25 years old. Am I being naive and should I honor my parents' wishes? Ooh. No, absolutely not. They in the All middle right. of it. No, absolutely, 100% not. Mm-hmm. Young lady, you made the statement that you're not ready. You made the statement that you want to date other people. Your parents are pushing this because they were married young. Look, your your parents, That's this is a different day and age. A different time, yeah. And even though it's a different time, the one thing that matters only is you said you're not ready and you don't want to be married. If you get married because your parents say so, you will get a divorce. Mm. You will get yeah. a divorce. And I don't care if your parents were sitting across the table from me. Mm-hmm. You can't get married for your parents. Mm. Marriage is hard, man. Man, yes, it is. Is. man you don't run over here in this hill. Yeah, yeah. Cause Until you're let, ready. Cause, yeah, because let me explain something to you. It's more than what you think it is. Whatever mm-hmm. you think marriage is, get a magnifying glass, put it on it, get some bifocals, put it on it, and multiply that by 10. That's what it is. Square. And then, man, and then multiply that. Square. 
question. By forever. Multiply yes. that. <laughs> forever? Bruh. Multiply it by forever. Because let me tell you what will not go away. This feeling of I want to date other people. Mm-hmm. Until you get that out your system, don't you go down there and get married. Yeah. Especially I don't care what 20s. your boyfriend did. You're 22. Woo, you just Girl, got stop. here. Listen, Ooh, I, I got married. I got married at 24. You got married at 24. I was not young. prepared you were to not be ready. anybody's husband. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Why'd you get married, huh? At 24. What happened? Well, you know, I got talked into it. I even, man, my mother even apologized to me for mm-hmm. talking me into it. Three months before I was getting married, I was calling it off. Mm. She said, baby, you just got cold feet. Them people that put in them uh, wedding plans. Don't you don't do people like that. We good people. Mm. Oh, yeah. I see. Okay. But you know, look, I loved her. You know what I mean? Yes, yes. But I, I wasn't equipped. Mm-hmm. And I, I shouldn't have done it because mm-hmm. I did I did an injustice to her mm-hmm. at that age. I just did an injustice to her. So yeah, I wouldn't I think, do it, young lady. Next question. Yeah, I agree with you, Steve. All right. Rocks. No, this is rocking Queens, New York. All right. I've been with my girlfriend for 10 years. A year ago, we hit a rough patch and my girlfriend broke up with me and started dating some dude. I begged for forgiveness, and after three months of being apart, she came back to me. Shortly after we got back, to, shortly after we got back together, she told me she was pregnant. We oh. just had a beautiful baby girl, and I am so in love with her. But I can't mm-hmm. help but think this might not be my child. God, I keep, Tommy. <laughs> I keep going over the timeline of when we broke up, and something isn't right. Should I tell her that I want to take a paternity test, or should I sneak and take the test? Ooh, mm. CL. Mm. Well, let me ask you a question. <laughs> How are you going to take the test without the baby? Oh, you got to take the baby with you. Because yeah. don't you have to have DNA? Yes, yeah, swab the baby, take the baby down there with you, Something. I think. Yeah. I don't know how it works. When you got yeah. the baby you know, by himself. I don't really know it. how it works. Yeah. But I think you could have a conversation with your girl and just say, hey, look, this has really been puzzling me. And I love this baby girl. I'm really crazy about her. But I'm a little confused about the timeline, and I need your help right here. I know you dated somebody else. Did you have unprotected sex? Mm. Is this my child? Who Mm -hmm. the baby look like? Right. I mean, Mm -hmm. you got to solve this in your head. Now, suppose she tells you, young man, that it's his baby. Then what are you prepared to do? Are you going to leave her because of that? Or are you gonna go? I love you and the child anyway. Hold on, real quick. God, <laughs> yeah. man, you yeah. need to get that baby over to somebody over seventy-five and let them look at it. <laughs> yeah, you need yeah. somebody with some glasses on. Yeah. Old school paternity test. They, 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 they let to you know right away. They give you a preliminary test right now. Yeah, cause they do little stuff. Look at the knuckles on her fingers. <laughs> <laughs> That don't look nothing like yours. That don't look nothing like Robert. Look at that baby nose. That ain't your baby. (laughs) Yeah. Just tell you right away. Well, I like that, Steve. You said just keep it 100. Have a conversation with her, right? Tell her it's troubling you. Yeah. You love her. You love the baby. Mm -hmm. But you just got to know for sure because that's bugging you. Mm -hmm. There you go. All right, Rock and Queens, there is your answer.
All right, quickly, one minute. Linda in Metairie, Louisiana. All right, I am 39 years old, and I am in love with a 54-year-old married man. We have four children together. After I had each child, he promised to leave his wife. He's a truck driver. I used to go on long what? hauls with him, but not anymore. How can he say he loves me and have four kids with me, but still be married to her? We didn't plan to have the kids, but he promised to be with us. He doesn't have any kids with his wife, but he says he needs more time. How much time should I give him? Do you think he will ever leave his wife to be with me and the kids? You got four babies by a married man. Who does that? Young lady, come on now. You have four babies by a married man. And each time he going to leave his wife and each time he didn't. How many times does a man have to tell you he don't want you before you believe him? Oh, my God. Man. Oh, my God. Four Steve. babies later, and he's still with his wife. That's it. That's right, wow. Linda. It's painful That's to hear, but it's the truth. All right, thank you, CLO. Coming God up next. dog. <laughs> That's him, Nephew Tommy, with Run That Prank Back right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Coming up at the top of the hour, Miss Ann is standing by with today's national coronavirus news update. Also in entertainment news, we're going to do our Tell Me Something Good segment. The Steve Harvey Beauty. Foundation, yes, the virtual mentoring session is star-studded. It's on fire. It's trending. And we're going to talk about all of that at the top of the hour. But right now, nephew, run that prank back. Mm. What you got? Job offer. Everybody looking for one. You never know. Might fall on hard time. Might need a way out. And guess what? When a, 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 uh, an agency calls you about getting a job, that's the best phone call you get. You ought to respect it. Mm, no. Nah. But some people don't want a job. Some people don't want a job. You say you want a job, but you don't want one. Take a listen. Cat dog, let's go. Hello? Hello, I'm trying to reach a William, uh, William, please. Yes, this is William. Hi, William. My name is Daniel. I'm with employment agency. Oh, yes. How's it going? Okay, pretty good. You you actually came in a couple of weeks and filled out some forms. And... Yeah, 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 I did, I did. You're, you're, you're seeking employment, correct? Yes, sir, I am. Okay, okay. Well, listen, I got a few things here I'd like to go over. If you don't, if you have the time, I'd like to uh, get a couple of questions from you. I think I, I actually have something I could send you out on on Monday if you actually fit the criteria, okay? Oh, okay. Well, hold on one second. Let me grab a pen real fast. Hold on. Okay. All right, go ahead. I'm ready. All right. Are you used to physical labor at all? Yes. Yes, I am. Okay, so that's not a problem health-wise or physical. You're, you're, you're able to handle that kind of stuff? Yes. Okay. Uh, about how tall are you, William? Um, about 5'8". Five 5'8". Five okay. And um, how much do you weigh? About 150. 150. Okay. All right, let's do this. Now, um, have you done any singing at all? Uh, not, not, I can sing a little bit, not... And I'm not a singer, singer, but you know I could, I could, I could blow a little bit, but not, not, not professionally, but you know. Right, right. But you're, you're pretty good at holding a note, at least, though, right? Yeah, I can, I can hold a note. Uh huh. Okay, not bad, not bad at all. Are you good working out in the heat? Is that okay? Yeah, yeah. At this point, man, I'm, I'm willing to take anything. Yeah, I'm, I'm cool with that. Okay. How long you been out of work? Ah, uh, man, for about a good, about a year and a half now. Okay. Well, man, we're going to try to fix that for you. I know uh, with the way the economy is, you know, I, I know how people can be out of work and not be able to find what they're looking for. But I, I think we've got something up our alley. Now, let me ask you this question. Are, are you good working barefooted? Barefooted? Yeah, without without shoes on at all. Uh, 
Well, I mean, I, I, I guess if the job requires it, then, I mean, yeah, I can do that. Okay. Now, we're going to start Monday morning right at sunrise. So we're talking about 536 o'clock here. We're going to need you uh, to report to the field to actually get ready, okay? What kind of job is this? I mean... I, 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 what you're going to be doing, William, is you're going to... What you're going to be doing is actually picking cotton. And we want you to do it barefooted, and we, we'd like for you to actually sing uh, while you're doing it. <laughs> man, you got to be kidding me, man. Are you serious? I'm dead serious. The job pays uh, 10 bucks an hour. You know, we're going to get you some good hours out wait, there. I know wait, it's going to be a Wait a minute, wait a minute, man. Uh, I mean, with all due respect, man, I mean, that, I mean, you're talking about picking cotton and bare feet and, and ten dollars an hour, man. I don't. Don't forget, I, I, I do need you singing. It's going to be a. Do you know any Negro spirituals? No, I don't. And I don't, I don't, I don't think. Uh, <laughs> who is this again? Uh, like I said, I'm, I'm Daniel. I'm one of the uh, employees here. I work at employment agency. You know, I pulled up your file and, and saw how long you've been out of work, and you know, I, I've got something that I think you'll be perfect for. Okay, but what? I mean, what is this job really about? I mean, you talk, you're talking about picking cotton. Well, you, you know, basically it's kind of like a, you're getting paid, you know, the 10 bucks an hour. You're probably going to get about 10 hours in a day. So, so you know, you're going to make 100 bucks a day. It's, it's, it's a... It's it's kind of like slavery, but it's not. It's I mean, whoa, 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 whoa. hold up, hold up, brother, hold up. Uh, <laughs> man, I didn't sign on for nothing like this, man. I mean, I'm I'm thinking you guys are supposed to be helping me with a up to date job. I mean, slavery don't even exist no more, man. I mean, I mean, it, it does not exist. Nowhere, we brother. are going to pay you. You understand? But we do want you barefooted. Man, you are telling me I gotta I gotta sing and walk barefooted, picking cotton, singing some. Slavery songs, bro. I don't do no like that, man. I'm I'm voting Tuesday, man. This, this that slavery is over with, man. What the hell are you talking about? I can't believe. What, 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 what did you say, man? I'm I'm thinking that you guys are gonna be finding me a a job, a job, a job. job. That's it not a, a damn job. job man. It, regardless of of, of what, uh, how you like it, it's a job. Now I need you to report first, five o'clock Monday all, morning out in the field with no shoes and ready to sing your song. Man, I am not reporting no damn where at 5 o'clock in the morning at no damn field, brother. I mean, I, I don't know why, they, why you even calling me with this Matter of fact, matter of fact, you you know what? Go ahead and send my off because I'll go over there and talk to these people in the beginning because y'all need to be reported. Like I said, 5 o'clock in the morning, report. You don't have, if you, you can wear your shoes. Man, I, 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 listen, Buck, Buck, listen to me. First of all, nah, nah, my name ain't Buck. And matter of fact, what's your name? Because you know what? I will be at this tomorrow just to meet your because this don't make no sense, man. You calling my phone talking about some slavery work, man. You must be out of your mind talking this. Are you looking for work or are you not looking for work? No, I'm not looking for that kind of work, dude. I mean, you calling my phone telling me about some slave work? It's work, though. You it's must work. Be out You're going to get paid. Matter of fact, what what is your name? What is your I'm name? Daniel you can kiss my ass, okay? Listen, kiss my I don't want to go back and forth. I'm not doing no type of like that. Matter of fact, y'all agency can lose all my information. You're going to get your black I mean, hang on. You're going to get your butt out there, and you're going to do what you Did need you to do. Did you just say get my black Well, you know what? I will be there. Put my down. Can I Can I say one more thing, please? What, what, what the else you got to say, man? You didn't say it a mouthful already. I, I got to say this. 
This is Nephew Tommy from Steve Harvey Morning Show. Your wife, Katrina, got me to prank phone call you. <laughs> what? The who? <laughs> William, this is Nephew Tommy, man, from the Steve Harvey Morning Ain't Show. You this some <laughs> Man, I can't believe she did some <laughs> like that, man. And, and, and she know I'm looking for a <laughs> job, man. I bet you won't be saying that when the bills come in next month. <laughs> hey, man, I'm five foot eight, 150 pounds, but uh, when I'm ready to get in your I will get all up in your I be and she know that She know that I be Oh, I'm going to get hot. Oh, man. I got one more thing I got to ask you, man. What is, what is the baddest, and I mean the baddest, radio show in the land? Oh, man, the Steve Harvey Morning Show. <laughs> <laughs> Lil' Cotton ain't never hurt nobody. Oh, you know shut saying? up, you... <laughs> Lil' Cotton. Steve. Lil' Cotton ain't never oh, hurt nobody. Man. Oh, come on. Oh. Picking Cotton. This is $10 an hour. That, you that's ain't right no there. Your ass whooped though, right there. <laughs> yes. tell I me need you here barefoot, barefoot in the morning, Buck. Hey man, Buck. Buck do boy. you know any Negro spirit? When you call him Buck, I was through with your ass. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> All right, we gotta Buck. go, guys. Coming up, thank you, nephew. <laughs> Top of the hour, we got entertainment and national news. Let's go. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. In today's Tell Me Something Good segment, here is some great news. It's not just good news, it's great news. Steve, tell us about your Harvey Foundation virtual mentoring session on Mentoring Mondays. Today is Tuesday. Yesterday we saw a young man who wanted to be an actor, and he told you his favorite TV show was Chicago PD, and you surprised him with one of the stars from the show Chicago PD, actor LaRoyce Hawkins. He joined what? in on a mentoring yeah. session. It was so cool. Take a listen. What's your favorite TV show? Um, my favorite um, TV show is Chicago PD. How we doing? What's, what's up, man? How we doing, big bro? Everything all right? <laughs> yeah, what's up, soldier? I can't complain. Mark Way, what's up, big bro? What's up? <laughs> you must be me a lot. I want to be acting myself. You, you want to be an actor? Yes, sir. You look like an actor to me. <laughs> hey, Hawkins, man, what would you say to him as a young man that's uh, inspired to get into the field you in? Man, Mark Quay, the first thing I want to tell you is that your faith has to be stronger than your feelings. And you know this, uh, big bro, they tell you that you don't got it, and you know that you were born with it. But your faith is what's going to continue to allow you to keep trying each and every day to make sure that you go into those rooms and that you're studying the craft, that you're that you're going to make sure those dreams come true no matter what. That I like that. So cool. I like that. Oh, that the whole so interview cool. is really, really powerful because the little boy mm-hmm. had no idea. I just want to right. thank so many of the uh, people, man, when I when they, when they we get them on the phone and say, can you help us with this, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that they don't hesitate, man. I've had Ray Lewis do it for me. Wow. You know, it's okay. just really, really amazing, man. And so it's That's a good really show, good. too, Steve. What, Chicago? Chicago P- PD. Chicago yeah. PD is a great show, man. Yeah. Good, good. Never seen it. Probably is. I know. I know. I got time to watch it now, though. <laughs> you can binge watch it now. <laughs> you can watch. You can get caught up if you want to. Boy, right, 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 right. I got time to watch everything, but this this uh, Mentoring Mondays is really, 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 really helpful uh, in a lot of ways. And even for me, um, I love that God has placed me in a position to understand um, 
how important it is to give back, mm-hmm. uh, to, to share uh, information with people, especially young boys, man, in the African-American community. They, yeah. they need it, man. Yeah. When you don't have a father, man, it's rough. It's mm-hmm. rough. And so <laughs> it's, it's, it's just been a great thing, man, and it's really taken off. It's gone viral, a lot of the clips. And so what it does, even more so, it helps young people who watch it you know, mm-hmm. it may not be there for the live version of it, but the people who catch it when it goes viral is helping a lot of people. So really proud of that. You know what? I um I watch it, Steve, and you just it makes you want to keep watching it and watch more. It is just so cool to see you mentoring and giving back and to watch these young men, their reactions. They're so grateful and so yeah. appreciative. But you know, it's not hard. Yeah. Look, I don't know more about manhood than any other grown man. Mm-hmm. But you do know more about manhood than a 14-year-old boy right. or a 17-year-old boy. Right. And if you just take the time out to share what you know with the young man, he'll sit there eyes wide open because he's trying to figure it out, man. And we need just men to do it. So, like, I'm, I'm an expert on manhood, but so is every other grown man. Mm-hmm. You know, I ain't got no lock on manhood. Right. So there you have it. Steve, you're saying you don't have to be famous or celebrity to mentor. Hell so, no. Yeah, let's get to work. All right, time for today's Hell headlines. no. Hell no. <laughs> Come on, we got to switch gears. Come on, Steve. Ladies and gentlemen, Miss Ann Tripp. Thank you very much, everybody, and good morning. This is Ann Tripp with the news. Uh, the Senate committee is scheduled to hear arguments on whether it's safe for America to reopen, yet it's apparently not safe enough for the witnesses to actually be there in the flesh. That's the funny part. Uh, in fact, all four members of the White House Corona Task Force is going to be, they're going to be taking part in the hearings remotely. They can't go in the flesh. There'll be three of them are self-quarantined after becoming in contact with contaminated people. And the fourth person is actually the chairman of the committee, GOP Senator Lamar Alexander. He's going to be hosting the hearing from home. Home because he says that a member of his staff has tested positive. And Senator Alexander tells NBC's Meet the Press that he'd rather know that the people around him have been thoroughly tested. If you take a test and you know that you don't have COVID-19 and you know that everybody around you took a test that same day, you're going to have enough confidence to go back to work and back to school. President Trump insisted all the testing just makes America look bad. Donald Trump, by the way, resisting pressure from congressional Democrats to sign on to another coronavirus relief package, saying that the country needs to wait and see first what the results of the trillions already in circulation by way of previous stimulus packages do. Even though the latest unemployment figures are the highest they've been since the Great Depression, Trump predicts that when it's all over, the economy will spring back very strongly. Some 30 governors have asked the Trump administration to provide funded legal services for those affected by the coronavirus pandemic. However, so far to no avail, the Federal Emergency Management Agency, or FEMA, usually provides a disaster legal services, apparently hotlines anyway, for people to call for hurricanes, wildfires, floods, earthquakes, you know, people who need to, to advice as to how to fill out paperwork, how to apply for certain assistance. But despite the request, the president has not approved those services for pandemic victims and legal groups around the country say there's an enormous need for legal help right now. The Georgia Attorney General's office has appointed yet another prosecutor to take over the Ahmad Arbery case. Cobb County District Attorney Joyette Holmes is to lead the probe into the murder of 25-year-old of, of the 25-year-old black man shot to death about three blocks away from his home in Brunswick, Georgia, while jogging. 
D.A. Holmes is the first black woman to serve in that position. Meanwhile, the state attorney general is pledging to investigate the handling of Arbery's murder, while the furious public demands action against the two local law officials who ignored the case and sat on it for two months without bringing any charges, especially uh, the local D.A. who accepted the two white men's claims that it was in self-defense when the video shows the opposite. Today, instant fatigue day. You know what that means. Now back to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Well, guys, what is going on with Mike Tyson? His boxing boy, training boy, boy. video. Boy. Did I send it to y'all? <laughs> Thank you, Tommy. Boy, My Mike is ready, baby. Okay, so what's Thank going Tommy. on? He's Thank throwing you. them hands. <laughs> Made my day. Okay, I'm Mike Tyson I'm is 53 years old. He yep. and Vander Holyfield are both making their comeback. They're interested in getting back in the ring to raise money for charities through exhibition fights. But y'all go. Steve, used the box. Yeah, this look. on y'all, fellas. Now, now, let me ask this. Uh, uh, Junior, are they talking about fighting each other? No, I think they're just coming back. I think They're, they're just back. coming back. Yeah, okay. Coming back. Okay. I don't want to see them fight each other. I'd rather go see them fight somebody else. I, I I want him to go get in there with Deontay Wilder. I want to see that right there. <laughs> All that noise Deontay was talking about. But, but, Mike but, but just you, told you, I'm back. But, Junior, Ooh. we need about four or five fights before we get to Deontay. I think we need a few before we get to Deontay. You don't think so? Boy, that's Did Mike Tyson. Uh, Mike is cold, man. I'm on Mike's side. I'm putting all my money on Mike. I'm with Mike I, for sure. But now yeah. listen yes. to me. Listen, I love this. Listen to me. We listen. Mike 53, man. You need a couple more fights now. It don't matter. Your hands just ain't what they was at 53. See, that video, he outstanding in that video. But 20 years ago? Oh, he was brutal. Oh, Jesus. He was brutal. Oh. I think he still has the same strength. You need two things. Your fast twitch muscle cannot be the same. Okay. Mike, 53. You'll be 53 next week. Yeah. What about right. you is the same as it was when it was 23? What? Nothing. Nothing at all. Hair gone. gone. Yeah. Yeah. Speed gone. Your fast Shut twitch up, Junior. muscle. Junior say your speed gone. That was obvious from the race. Yeah. Shut up, No, Paul. but let me tell you something, though. Tommy was running in that race. Tommy looked good. Form yeah. and everything, warmer, yes. everything. But yes. I tried to tell Tommy. Junior was in his 30s. I said, Tommy... I kept saying his fast twitch muscle is in the 30s. Yours in the 50s. Yeah. It's different. Hey, man, let me tell you something. I was on treadmill the other day. What you put And I up? put the treadmill up to 10 speed. And I struck out for about 15 seconds at 10. Yeah. I said, whoo, I'm rolling. I looked at the video. I said, damn. What? What? It was a fight. That wasn't fast at all. At all. (laughs) (laughs) But in but in but in my in my mind. mind, mind. Oh, oh, when they see this tape, Steve Harvey running at 10 miles an hour. Man, I played that tape back. I went, damn. Why that look like a foe? Uh, all right, well, we're going to be watching Mike Tyson. We're going to be watching Mike, baby. Mike. I got my money on Mike, though. I, I got my Mike. money on Mike. I just love his spirit, man. Uh-huh. All right, oh, guys, we're going sw- to switch gears real quick. Coming up at 34 after the hour, Georgia's attorney general has named a new prosecutor in the Ahmaud Arbery case. We're going to talk about it right after this. Yes, I saw You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. 
The fatal shooting of 25-year-old Ahmaud Arbery has caused national outrage. And the suspects, 64-year-old Greg McMichael and his 34-year-old son, Travis McMichael, were arrested on May 7th and faced charges of murder and aggravated assault. Now, mm. this is this is difficult to hear. And according to TMZ, the autopsy re- revealed that Mr. Arbery was killed by multiple gunshot wounds, two close range to his chest, and one grazed his uh, right wrist. And the coroner noted the manner of death was murder. The tests also show that Mr. Arbery had no drugs or alcohol in his system. Georgia's Attorney General Chris Chris Carr has uh, appointed Cobb County District Attorney Joette Holmes to take over the case. Now, in a statement, the Attorney General said that District Attorney Holmes' office has the resources and personnel and experience to lead this prosecution and ensure justice is done. Also, there are reports, uh, we were talking about this earlier before we even got on the air, that the federal officials are weighing in and the possibility of including federal hate crime charges, Steve. This has to be this way. Yes. And uh, I'm very happy with, first of all, Don Lemon jumped on this on CNN, but his buddy, Chris Chris Cuomo, is in full mode, man. Yes. Now, we I that. haven't I haven't gone over to see what Fox is saying about this. Mm-hmm. But they have a tendency, and I don't know because I haven't seen it yet, so just let me say this. But they have a tendency not to report stuff like this. I they just so. have a tendency. I think and someone they're not me, talking Steve, about no. it at all? You no, don't think I think they, and it's a huge story, but I don't know if they're I don't know if they're not reporting it, but attacking the people as murderers. Have you heard any different, Carla? I did. I think I heard that uh, Arbery's mother was on Fox News yesterday. I do believe right. that. I'm going to research that more because I didn't see it, but I think I did hear that. So I need the- I need everybody mm-hmm. in America, and I'm not I'm not demanding it. I'm asking it to be as appalled about this as you would if it was your child. Until we get all the hate crime units involved, the Jewish Defense League, the ACLU, until we come to each other's aid, because in order to stop hate crimes, they got to know that we have a massive affront against hate crimes. This is a hate crime. Mm -hmm. This is racism, bigotry at its highest level. So Mm -hmm. if the Jewish Defense League could go, you know what, this is crazy. We're going to go down here and help them because what has never worked in the past is when black people protest about this. It doesn't work. Colin Kaepernick was on his knees for this very thing right here. And yeah. look how they flipped it around. Yeah, this is why we he just have to. Yes. We have to have whites get involved here to make this work. And so I'm good when I see Newt. See, I want to know what the Washington Post is doing about this, mm-hmm. what the New York Times is doing about this, what is Fox doing about this? Because mm-hmm. what is the Today Show? What is Good Morning America doing about this? Because this has to be an outcry for the nation to stop this. This is supposed to be America. Yeah. Land of the free, home of the brave. Mm-hmm. They fight for these constitutions. The Fifth Amendment, the Second Amendment, 
But what about the one that says, we all have the inalienable right to the pursuit of happiness. And if your happiness is going for a jog that day, you shouldn't have to be killed. That's right. If your joy for that day is playing music a little bit loud, you shouldn't have to die that day. That's right. If your joy that day is talking on your cell phone, you shouldn't have to die that day. If you just on the street selling some cigarettes, you shouldn't have to die that day. And America has to be appalled at this. There was a white guy on TikTok that was really upset. But yeah, we need more of that in yes. order to, to fix this problem that we have. And this is a prime example to really get started down that road. All right. We can't let up. That's exactly right, Steve. Uh, coming up next, we're going to switch gears a little bit. Nephew is here. He has a prank phone call for us to give yes, us some I laughter. Do. Yeah, lighten yeah. us up. We'll do it right yeah. after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Coming up at the top of the hour, right about four minutes after today's Strawberry Letter, the subject is my wife is trying to compete with my mother. Now, Shirley is out today, and Steve will read the letter, and uh, we'll take it from there. But right now, it's time for the nephew. He is here with today's prank phone call. What you got, Neff? Let's get on in it, baby. Six to ten. Ain't before I sound real simple, don't you? Let's let's run it. Come on, cat. Show him what six to ten is. Watch this right here. Hello. Hello. I was trying to speak to a Latrenda, please. This is Latrenda. Who is this? Uh, hey, you work at the sandwich shop? Yes, I do. Who is this? Okay, was you there? Did you work last Wednesday, like from six to, I guess six to close? Yeah, I work every Wednesday. Yeah. Who who is this? Hey, my name is Ralph. Uh, and I I, I basically um uh. You know, looked around to try and get your phone number. I got a bit of a complaint. Right. Wait, 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 wait. You calling me with a complaint on my cell phone? Who gave you my number? Uh, I've done the research to get your number, ma'am. And what I'm calling you about is while I was in there getting a sandwich and eating, I'm realizing that you came out of the bathroom without washing your hands. And when First of all, you need to be calling the corporate headquarters if you got a complaint. Or you call that 800 number on the back of your receipt. Don't be calling my cell phone. Whoever gave you gave you my cell phone, I'm a whoop they. Hey, listen, listen. The problem is, is that you coming out not washing your hands. No, no. The problem, I don't never come out and not wash my hands. First of all, you I've been know, working. This, at, I've been working there for three years. Okay. Don't be coming at me with no bull that I hadn't came out and not washed my hands. I guess you ain't been washing your hands for no three years, and you 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 coming out, you know, unsanitized, and this way you treating people. Hold on, hold on. Don't first of all, don't be calling my. Phone talking about I I ain't wash my hands. Like I said, I've been there three years. I've been employee of the month six times. Don't be coming to me with none of this bull. I don't know how you employee of the month. You must be the nasty employee of the month because you coming out. You're not washing your hands. I saw you scratch your head and your face, and you ain't putting no gloves on. Who is? I always put gloves on my hands. You ain't have no gloves on there. I don't know who the hell you think you are, but don't be calling my phone with this. You need to be calling headquarters if you got a complaint. I tell you what, I'm going to call headquarters. I'm coming there tomorrow to see if you're going to be up in there with some gloves on or you're going to come out there to, out of the bathroom again with the same thing. Come on no. up there. I'm going to be there from 6 to close. 6 to close. And I bet you if you come up there tomorrow, I'm going to make a sandwich out your You're going to do what? I'm going to make a sandwich out your Who you think you're talking to? Yo, you said your name was Ralph, right? Don't be calling my phone with this Hey, let me tell you something. All I'm saying to you is this right here. If I come up in there tomorrow and find out you ain't got them gloves on, you'll mess around and get up. 
Oh, uh, you gonna whoop my? You gonna whoop six to ten? I'm gonna be up there from six to ten, and I ain't gonna call nobody. I ain't calling my brothers, my cousins, my uncles, or nothing. I'm gonna whoop your by myself. Excuse me, you gonna you 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 finna try to take on a man? I'm gonna whoop your by myself. That's what I said. You need to get your little nasty behind in the bathroom and wash your hands six and keep and put a or put one of them nets ten. on your head so you don't become up there some people food like that. Bring your on up there. Six to ten, you know where I work. Six to ten, and I'm going to whoop your Who you think you talking to? I don't even know who the you are, but I'm going to know your tomorrow. I'm going to know you tomorrow. Bring your on up there. Six to ten, and I'm going to whoop your I'm coming up there tomorrow. Come on. Come I'm coming on. up there tomorrow. Matter of fact, I'm going to show you how to be sanitized. I'm going to be with some gloves on. Do you hear me? You're going to be my... And you steady talking about whooping my... That's cool. Bring your up there. And we're going to see who's going to get that whoop. What kind of man is you anyways to be talking about fighting a woman? You a... You a... What, what you call me? A... B... T... H... I'm coming up there to see you tomorrow. Is you go, is you gonna be ready when I get up there? What kind of you anyway? Gonna call up here so much you gonna fight female over some hand wash? Bring your and I'm gonna show you what it is. Six to ten. I'm gonna be here. At six. Matter of fact, I'm gonna be here at five forty-five. Bring your up here five o'clock in, and I'm gonna whoop your. Who you think you talking to? I don't give a who I'm talking to. Bring up here tomorrow, six to ten. You gonna see? You gonna see what's up? I got one more thing to say to you before I come up there tomorrow. I don't give a f you got to say. I don't care. I'm gonna whoop your f say that. I got. I got one more thing I need what? to say. What Listen you to me. To say? What? Are you listening? What? What? This is nephew Tommy from the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Oh, who you? You say who? <laughs> this is who? <laughs> Hey, this is nephew Tommy from the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Man. You just got pranked by your coworker. Man, you man. See, man, y'all got me, man. That's <laughs> all right. Six to ten tomorrow. I got something for her. She gonna have to watch her back every hour, every hour on the hour. I got something for her. I ain't gonna hurt her, but I'm definitely gonna do it in tomorrow. Believe that. Was you ready though? I was. Hell yeah, I was gonna whoop. Go, man. <laughs> You don't even know what you had in store for you. You was going to have your uncle come pull me off, and that probably wouldn't have been enough either. <laughs> hey, I got one more thing to ask you, baby girl. What What's is what? what is the baddest radio station in the land? You already know, the Steve Harvey Morning Show. <laughs> <laughs> come on, man, give me some. Give me some, man. Give me some, man. Tommy, let me tell you something, man. The one thing ready. that was for show. <laughs> he was going to be there. She was going to be there. But her, she was going to have her uncles and brothers there. See, she said she was setting you up. Ooh, she, she said, you have no idea what was in store for you. She said, I was going to be there at 545. 545. Oh, no. Wait, who you calling? B? Uh-uh, don't spell it, Junior, no more. <laughs> B? Oh, H. H. You heard what Boy. I said. Dog. Ah. Who you calling up here, dog? Who kind of kind of man is you with your ass talking about you gonna jump on a female? I got something for you. Come on. Man, no, I'm gonna fight you myself. Boy, 
But dog, but dog, let me tell you something. She was about that life. She was about yeah. that life for yeah. real. But he was gonna come in that restaurant, dog. <laughs> and let me tell you something. It was finna be some dudes sitting around in there waiting. Yeah. Dog, they was gonna warm him. Man. Oh man. She told she said, you to call no late line. I bet you I'ma know you tomorrow. I'm gonna <laughs> You need to call the 800 number on the back of the receipt. You ain't supposed no, to be calling my phone. Yeah. <laughs> what is this? You got any complaints of 1 800 number on the back of your receipt? <laughs> Who the blank? But she was cussing so much. It was so many beeps, I had to turn my That's head. That's the shortest prank with the most beeps <laughs> yeah. ever. Yeah. Yes. She right. actually flatlined for about 10 seconds. Dog, really? She <laughs> let you have it. <laughs> Been here three years. I've been employee of the month six times. Dog, <laughs> uh. so she proud of that accomplishment. Duh. You come Duh, up that in here. Yeah, that means something. Yeah, she earned that. Mm-hmm. You didn't understand, you girl. I, I'm, I'm, I'm good at this here. Yeah. Wait, I always say, wash you? my hands. Like I said black people get mad at you. When you start hearing black people use a lot of numbers, they ain't mad at you. What, what six you to ten, six-time employee of the month, three years, number. Statistics, dog. When they start giving you numerals, they, they, we try to, just so you got the facts straight, because when I whoop your ass, you're going to need to know all this here. Uh, I want Five, you to know we both analyzed. 1-800- been here three years. Six to close. <laughs> Matter of fact, come at 545. I'm going to whoop your ass before I clock in. <laughs> she said, we, we ain't even got to interfere with my shift. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I got man. regular customers coming uh, here. They just as nice as they want to be eating man. these sandwiches and everything. You in here. Let me get, you, let, get this ass whooping out the way <laughs> so I can go on and, and handle she you heard what I said. Zero. B. Don't you do B. it. Now, what did I say? <laughs> H. You heard what I said. Man, that was worth it. All right. <laughs> well, thank you, nephew. Hey, I'm here for it, baby. I'm here for it. Yes, you are. You're the king. All right. Coming up at the top of the hour, the strawberry letter. Right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Time now for today's Strawberry Letter. And if you need advice on relationship, dating, work, sex, parenting, and more, submit your Strawberry Letter to steveharveyfm.com and click Submit Strawberry Letter. Shirley Strawberry is out today, so Steve Harvey will read the letter and I will respond and Steve will respond and the crew is here. Come on, nephew. Let's go. Buckle up. Hold on tight. We got it for you. Here it is. Strawberry Letter. I just let you do it today because I ain't going to get <laughs> into nice. it. Oh, my bad. <laughs> my bad. I'm no, forgot. it's okay. Probably ain't going to let it go down tomorrow. Though. <laughs> uh, subject, my wife is trying to compete with my mother. Dear Stephen Shirley, I'm a 48-year-old married man, and I'm tired of having the same fight with my wife every year on Mother's Day weekend. I am truly blessed to have my mom and both of my grandmothers still alive. So every Mother's Day, I drive for three hours each way so I can spend the day with them. And each year, my wife gets upset with me because she says I should spend the day with her. My wife and I don't have any children together, but she has two grown children from a previous marriage. Now, since we've been married, my wife has dinner with her own mother for Mother's Day, and I never complain. I think it's great. 
This year, just like every year, I got my wife some flowers, a card, gave her some cash for Mother's Day. I put some steaks on the grill. We had a nice romantic dinner on Saturday night. The next morning on Mother's Day, I got up early, hit the highway. I got home Sunday night around 8 p.m., and my wife had a big attitude with me. She told me that I'm a mama's boy, and maybe I should go live with my mama. She asked why I prefer to spend Mother's Day with my mom and grandmothers instead of spending the day with her, and I told her, because you are not my mama. Come on, Tommy. And my mom, and I don't understand why this hurts her feelings so much. My wife and my mom are really close, and they talk several times a week, so I don't see what the problem is. I honestly do not think that my wife should expect me to go all out for her on Mother's Day. I go all out and spoil her for her birthday, her anniversary, and other special days, but Mother's Day is not her day. Brother Steve, am I wrong about this? Please help. Mm. Call her for real. All right, Steve. Mm-hmm. You know, you're a 48-year-old married man, you and your wife. Y'all are so fortunate and blessed to still have both your moms and you have both your grandmothers still living. They got the good genes. That's a blessing. Anyway, every year for Mother's Day, you and your wife, you both celebrate Mother's Day with your moms and you drive three hours away to go see your mom and grandma to celebrate. But on the day before, you celebrate Mother's Day with your wife. Now, listen, we all want want to be celebrated when it's our day. So in her mind, her husband doesn't celebrate the actual Mother's Day with her, so she is just jealous. That's it. You guys argue about it. You tell her, that's my mom. She tells you, you're a mama's boy. But marriage is about compromise. So since your wife and your mom, they talk on the phone, they're cool. Why can't y'all have one big Mother's Day celebration? I don't know. Why can't your wife drive down and celebrate with your mom and grandmothers? But then she may be thinking, my mom doesn't want to do all that. So how about this? Y'all rotate. Rotate Saturdays and Sundays. So like you did this year, you did Saturday with your wife, and then she was with her mom on Sunday, and you were with your mom and grandma and them on Sunday. Then next year on Saturday, you drive down, celebrate with your mom and grandmothers, and then they'll understand that you're going to actually spend Mother's Day with your wife and mother-in-law on Mother's Day. Y'all got to compromise because take it from somebody whose mom and grandmothers have passed away. Mother's Day can be hard. It can be a very painful day. Life is short. Y'all got to stop arguing about this and compromise and come together. And that's my answer. Steve? Well, I agree with what Carla is saying, but a little bit in a little bit different way. Okay. Carla has a great answer for you. But I'm going to speak from the male perspective, too. I think eventually what's going to have to happen if your wife doesn't see this is you're going to have to go the route Carla said. But here's the deal. You got your mom and both your grandmother still alive. You all have any idea how rare that is? That's very rare. I'm telling you. you have any idea how rare. rare this is? So every Mother's Day, you get in your car and you drive and you spend time with them. And then your wife upset with you because she said you ought to spend the day with her. Now, here's the part. Your wife and you don't have any children together. So she's not the mother of your children. 
Which see, you gotta you gotta filter that in, y'all. Okay. You're not the mother. I've got that you a mother, but you from two kids from a previous marriage. And they grown. And since you've been married, your wife has dinner with her own mother every Mother's Day, and I never complained. Every Mother's Day, she with her mother. Mm-hmm. I think it's great. But this year, like every year, I got my wife some flowers, car, gave her some cash for Mother's Day, put the steaks on the grill. We had a nice romantic dinner Saturday night. Next morning on Mother's Day, I got up early. I hit the highway. I get home, 8 p.m. My wife had a big attitude with me. And then she told the man, you a mama's boy, and maybe you should go live with your mama. That right there, that's, that's called unfair fighting. That's called unfair fighting. Why is he a mama's boy? Because he get up and drive three hours to go see his mother and both his grandmother. When you get up and have dinner with your mother every Mother's Day and probably your two kids. But this man can't go see the woman that bought him in this world. Hmm. Uh, I'll be back. All right. Well, Steve will be back at 23 after the hour. Part two of his response. Today's strawberry letter. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, Steve, let's recap today's strawberry letter. My wife is trying to compete with my mother's 48 year old man married to his wife. Uh, And every Mother's Day, they get in an argument. Now, this man's mom is still living and both of his grandmothers. So every Mother's Day, he get in the car and he drive three hours each way so he can spend the day with them. And every year his wife get upset because she says he should spend the day with her. Now, here's the piece in this letter that fixes it for me. Him and his wife don't have any children together, but she got two grown children from a previous marriage. And since we've been married, every year his wife has dinner with her own mother for Mother's Day, and I never complain. I think it's great. Well, this year, like every year, I got my wife some flowers, the cars, gave her some cash on Mother's Day, put some steaks on the grill Saturday night on romantic dinner. The next morning, I got up, I hit the highway. He get home on Sunday night, 8 p.m. Wife got a big attitude with him. Told me that he is a mama's boy, and maybe I should go live with my mama. Why? The man is trying to honor his mother who bought him in this world. See, if you a man and you don't have your mama no more. Come on. If you a woman and ain't got your mama no more, you you mm. you 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 don't know what that is. Cause see, lady, you still got your mother. I'm telling you, man. But Mother's Day get real rough around here. Yes, sir. When she gone. Father's mm. Day get real rough around mm-hmm. here. See, you 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 don't know. But to dog him out for going to pay homage to his mother who bought him in the world and the woman who bought her in the world. Mm-hmm. But while you sitting at the house having dinner with your mama, come on, you having dinner with your mama. And you tripping. And then yeah. you mad at him because so you want it all. Yeah. You want your yes. mama, your husband, your yeah. kids. Yeah. He can't get his mama. Y'all ain't got no kids. He can't say nothing to his grandmama. Oh, lady, you tripping. See, that's why I ain't with no compromise. The compromise is one day a year. That's Mm -hmm. the compromise. Mm -hmm. He got both his grandmamas. Mm -hmm. And he got a mama. 
Mm-hmm. And he's yeah. trying to show some love to them. One day a year. He said in the letter, you get spoiled on your birthday, your anniversary, and any other special day. But Mother's Day is not your day. You did. You ain't gave this man no children. It's okay. Yes. Yes. The, the compromise is you get your mother every year. That's the compromise. He don't mm-hmm. never stop that. But he can't go see his. You can have yours, but he can't have his. That's yeah. unfair. Yeah. That's unfair. Yeah, and then your wife, yeah. you really close to his mother. They talk several times a week. So you don't see what the problem is. You can talk to her, but you don't want to give her no day. Yeah. Why his mother can't have a day? I don't understand Hello. that. Yeah. Yeah. What's she's, up with you? She's jealous or selfish. Are you, yeah, and Carla's right. It's jealousy. No, yeah. it's selfishness. Yeah. <clears throat> you want it all. Mm-hmm. You don't want to compromise one day to let this man go see his mom and grandmama while they still here. He going to mm-hmm. lose them one day. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Oh, my good. Then what you going to do? How hard you going to be crying at the funeral? Acting a fool. Oh, Acting flipping a stuff fool. over. Yes. Yes. See, so, no. No. So, I don't see the problem. I honestly do not think my wife should expect me to go all out for her on Mother's Day. He giving you the day before to honor you as a mother. Mm-hmm. You all don't have any children today, but you want to stop this man from loving the one woman that gave him life. I wish mm-hmm. I would. Gave him life, man. Are you kidding me? Yeah. And you can't give her that day. You get Christmas. You get all the other special holidays, anniversaries, birthdays, and you want Mother's Day too? You selfish, lady. Come on now. How you can't let this man do this? Because let me ask you something. God forbid the day come when he lose his mother or the day come when he lose his grandmama. (laughs) Let me tell you something. And let's say you talk him out of that Mother's Day. And he yeah. don't get over there. He and don't. then she gone. That's it, Steve. He'll never forgive her. Let he me was, tell you're you something, done. lady. Yes. That's over. Yes. Let yes. me tell you something. You That's think right, he gone Steve. now. Mm-hmm. You looking at some man that might not forgive you for that. Yeah. Because that's a strong one. That's and how you, as a woman, can't under who have two children, cannot understand how his mother may feel. Yeah. The man, all he trying to do, he ain't dogging you on Mother's Day. He just going to make three older women feel special. If he 48, I don't know how old his mom is, but his grandmama and him, they old. Mm-hmm. They still old. Be living? They and he can't be doing all that traveling. And left. Yeah, three hours? That's, that yeah, could be a plane fly, ride. Ain't nobody coming down here to sit around you and your mama. Just cooked for you last night. Damn. Damn. You just selfish. You downright selfish. And I don't get it, man. And, and brother Steve, am I wrong about this? No, nah, man, you ain't wrong on this one. <clears throat> yeah. Your wife has to be a little bit more understanding. I'm finna go do my mom and you do your mom. I just <laughs> yeah. cooked for you last night, then bought you some stuff. We done made love. I done cooked out on the grill. We- I done <laughs> gave you some money. What is wrong with yeah. you? Do your mom, I'm do my mom. Yeah. The problem is you're trying to out-mama me. That's what you're trying to do. <laughs> you're not supposed to out-mama me. Do your mama. I'm going to do my mama and my grandmama. I'm going to do them. Yeah. He ain't a mama's boy. He love her. That's right. Thank Steve. you. Post your comments on today's Strawberry Letter at steveharveyfm.com. My mama, on- <laughs> my mama? Your mama? My mama on Instagram or Facebook. And make sure you check out the Strawberry Letter podcast on demand. Now, coming up at 46 after the hour, We're going to talk about family feud in Africa right after Uh this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. 
Steve, you are worldwide and international celebrity. And folks, you know, we love Junior. We love watching Family Feud here in the States. But now, Family Feud Africa on YouTube. We are loving it. We are watching it. Now, your reaction to the, I saw this clip and I thought it was so funny. Your reaction is too funny to this question. Take a listen. Name something that makes your heart beat faster. Anger. Huh? Anger. 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 Angry. Anger. When you're angry. Oh, angry. Oh. Anger. Man. Man. Hey, man, my, my African brothers, mm-hmm. see, I have an accent over there. Yeah, Everybody understands what each other's saying. Yeah. I be I be just a fish out of water sometime, man. He said, mm-hmm. Anga. Now, I'm trying <laughs> yeah. to figure out, Anga. So I'm repeating it to see what it sounds like. There's nothing I could come up. Anga. Yeah. Make your heart beat Anga. fast. Anga. Yeah. Anga. Who is she? Uh, so I thought... That was like an African woman named like Aga Aga Subile, or uh, some fine chick or something like that. You know, what? I didn't know who it was. I was trying to work who? it out. I've like, never seen like as a model. Or something. Yeah, Anga Subile. I've never seen her. She make your heart beat fast. Anga, Anga. Did a boy when he straightened out said, "Angry, angry." Oh, hold up, dog. You saying anger? Yes. <laughs> Man, you ought to see this clip, bruh. Man, let me tell you something. No, it's actually funnier because there's so many funny moments on uh, Family Feud. The question was, name something that can ruin a wedding. Mm -hmm. The guy says, no pasta. And I said, well, damn, dog, no pasta. You know, y'all in Africa, why is pasta so important? And then the lady in the crowd said, Steve, he mean the priest. I said, pastor? <laughs> dog, he said, no pasta. No, well, dog, y'all ain't got no chicken or nothing. <laughs> no, you ain't got the cake, I understand. Y'all all out of chicken, y'all out of yeah. beef. But if you out of pasta, you'll be all right. Boy, right. that was a hell of a... So go to YouTube, you all, and check out Family Feud Africa and just sit around and enjoy it while you're locked up. There's some funny moments on that show, man. Thank you all for watching. All right, Steve, coming up at the top of the hour, we're going to... Anger. You're going to have some anger when I tell you about this. What's up with the president and the vice president? COVID-19 rules, the leadership in Washington, do as I say, not as I do. We'll talk about it at the top. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. The U.S. coronavirus death toll passes 80,000. That's a lot of people. That is is horrific, unbelievable. The most reported deaths of any country in the world. And most states, we are now moving towards, you know, reopening. Now, the coronavirus has arrived at the White House, and the White House is taking extra safety precautions in the West Wing after two staffers tested positive for coronavirus. The West Wing will also undergo a deep cleaning every day. But, you know, it's just like Whoopi Goldberg said on The View the other day. She said if the White House can't figure out how to keep the coronavirus out of the workplace, 
how can they tell everybody the president to go back to work? So, you know, guys, uh, what's going on? The president went off yesterday on an Asian American uh, reporter at the press conference. And um, I just don't understand. Do as I say, not as I do. He won't wear masks, social distancing. Why do y'all not understand this every day? What? We talk about this every day. How come we don't understand him? We got him now. It was four years. <laughs> he, 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 he ain't changing. He is consistent. He ain't he changed. Is- he is he the just... worst yeah. possible person that you can have in that White House. I just think he's the worst. I just think that we have a person who has never been in the service business of anyone but himself. Yeah. And when you're a national leader, you have to be in the service of people. You have to govern. In order to govern, you have to lead. In order to lead, they have to feel like you have their best interests at heart. At no point can you think he has your best interests at heart. Everything he does seems to be self-indulgent. I just don't see how people don't see this. And his staunch supporters, it's so crazy, man. It doesn't matter what he says or what he does. They are A-OK with it. And that's scary. That's frightening. Man. Yeah. It's, it's, it's very frightening. It's like he's not leading by example, not wearing the mask. I mean, here you are. You had these scientists, Dr. Fauci, all yeah. these medical doctors telling us what to do to quarantine, the social, social distancing. And he's not doing any of that or the vice president for that matter. None of them are doing it. I mean, you actually looking at somebody who does not care about regular, hardworking people. He is not concerned about that because why would you make people go back and it's not safe? Who is going to be at work if everybody getting sick? He forced the meat packing plants <laughs> yeah. to reopen. Yeah. You know, you, you know, you know what will scare me? Coronavirus. You know what yeah, go ahead, me? Tommy. Go ahead. What will scare me is if he start doing stuff we think he ought to be doing. If he start doing then I'm really scared now because this is a setup. So you're saying you, you are never shocked. You are never surprised. I'm never surprised. shocked. I'm mm-hmm. always ready that that's, he can finna do something straight outlandish. It's going to be crazy. If he start doing what we think he should be doing, oh, my God, I'm really going to get scared then. You know what? Be a, a, a hard setup. I want to agree is. with you, Tommy, because you're absolutely correct. Why are we even surprised anymore? But I gotta, I gotta tell you, man. He constantly throws me. I be going, okay, that's a new level of. I don't. Yeah. Give yeah. A, yeah. 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 This is a new, a new level. level. A new level. <laughs> sugar, honey, iced tea. This yeah. is another level of f you. I mean, yeah. man, it's like. The the Asian lady that was up talking about it and it's talking about one and he go, why don't you ask China? And yeah. he says China with a disdain. He's very a, disrespectful. He's yeah. a he's a like a little kid. Why don't you do it to China? Come on, man. Yeah. The, the the country's name is China. You don't have to China. But she you was know. very offended by that because she was trying to ask him, why are you just saying that the U.S. is number one in testing and we still have yeah. 80,000 people that have passed away from this disease? And then he said, ask China. And she's like, are you directing that at me? Because she is Asian-American. Was it Asian, was horrible yeah. how he treated her. 
That was nasty. It was just not necessary. All right. Well, coming up, we got more trending stories on the Steve Harvey Morning Show at 20 minutes after the hour. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. So, guys, how is quarantine life? So I got a quick question for you. Is there one item in your house that you can run out of that you can't run out of? And what is it and how often do you buy it? What's hmm. that one item you got to have? I for cannot. Me, Go ahead, Junior. Yeah, yeah for me, it's just toilet paper. Necessary. <laughs> Can't run out. Must must have. I even figured out the schedule for shipping down at Walgreens. I know what you time know it's coming to get there. Yeah, I know what time it get in. Yeah, I'm there. You're there waiting, shipping, yeah. and receiving. I make friends with truck drivers now, Carl. Yeah, shout out Listen, to the truck drivers. Listen, right, I cannot run out of Simply raspberry lemonade. Oh, I cannot run out of it. That's 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 my one right there. Simply raspberry lemonade. I buy them by the by the dozen. Oh wow! All right, Steve. I what's do. your one item? Oh, uh, butter lettuce. Oh. oh, that's good stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's some good. That's stuff. butter good stuff, lettuce. Right? It's hard. Yeah. To, they they run out of that a lot. That's mm-hmm. what I use for bread now. I don't. I haven't eaten bread since. Oh, uh, okay. March thirteenth. So I okay. use that to make my sandwiches. I use romaine sometimes too, cause it's hardier. But I like butter lettuce. They but they run out of that a lot. Dang, yeah. you don't eat bread. You eat lettuce for bread. Y'all you heard of butter yeah, lettuce? Yeah, that's how I make oh, all my sandwiches. He's gonna be lean when we see him. Now. He gonna be. Oh, lean. I'm trying to get there, man. It you ain't coming me. fast enough though. All right, we Sad gotta ass. go. Thank you guys. <laughs> we'll be back at 33 minutes after the hour. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. In today's Tell Me Something Good segment, here is some great news. It's not just good news, it's great news. Steve, tell us about your Harvey Foundation virtual mentoring session on Mentoring Mondays. Today is Tuesday. Yesterday we saw a young man who wanted to be an actor and he told you his favorite TV show was Chicago PD. And you surprised him with one of the stars from the show, Chicago PD, actor LaRoyce Hawkins. He joined what? in on a mentoring yeah. session. It was so cool. Take a listen. What's your favorite TV show? Um, my favorite um, TV show is Chicago PD. How we doing? What's, what's up, man? How we doing, big bro? Everything all right? Yeah, what's up, soldier? I can't complain. Mark Way, what's up, big bro? What's up? <laughs> Yeah, you motivate me a lot. I want to be an actor myself. You, you want to be an actor? Yes, sir. <laughs> you look like an actor to me. <laughs> hey, Hawkins, man, what would you say to him as a young man that's uh, inspired to get into the field you in? Man, Mark Quay, the first thing I want to tell you is that your faith has to be stronger than your feelings. And you know this, uh, big bro, they tell you that you don't got it, and you know that you were born with it. But your faith is what's going to continue to allow you to keep trying each and every day to make sure that you go into those rooms and that you're studying the craft, that you're that you're gonna make sure those dreams come true no matter what. That I like that. So cool. I like that. Oh, that the whole so interview cool. is really, really powerful because the little boy mm-hmm. had no idea. I just wanna right. thank so many of the uh people, man, when I when they when we get them on the phone and say, Can you help us with this? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That they don't hesitate, man. I've had Ray Lewis do it for me. Wow. You know, it's okay. just really, really amazing, man. And so, it's That's a good really show, too, Steve. What? Chicago, Chicago PD. Chicago yeah. PD is a great show, man. Yeah. Good, good. Never seen it. 
probably is. I know, I know. I got time to watch it now, though. <laughs> you can binge watch it now. <laughs> you can watch. You can get caught up if you want to. Boy. Right, 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 right. I got time to watch everything, but this this uh, mentoring Mondays is really, 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 really helpful uh, in a lot of ways, and even for me. Um, I love that God has placed me in a position to understand um, how important it is to give back, mm-hmm. uh, to to share uh, information with people, especially young boys, man, in the African American community. They yeah. they need it, man. Yeah. When you don't have a father, man, it's rough. It's mm-hmm. rough, and so yeah. it's, it's it's just been a great thing, man, and it's really taken off. It's gone viral. A lot of the clips and. So what it does, even more so, it helps young people who watch it. You know, mm-hmm. it may not be there for the live version of it, but the people who catch it when it goes viral is helping a lot of people. So really proud of that. You know what? I um I watch it, Steve, and you just, it makes you want to keep watching it. All right, guys, coming up, Steve's closing remarks. It, oh, it's the last break of the day. It's the last break of the day. Ooh. <laughs> we'll be Don't back at 49 after the hour. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Okay, guys, it is the last break of the day, like we said, and yeah. it's uh, it's been a busy Tuesday. We're pretty yes, good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty good. Same as Monday, Friday. Yeah, they all, they all the same. Sunday. Sad part of the day for me. So, Why? Here we go. Yeah, Why, most, Junior? Because yeah. it's you back to quiet. You got the thing going to get back to being by yourself. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to come by that hey day, y'all. Hey there, lonely girl. <laughs> I'm going to come by that day, y'all. y'all. I'm just going to say embarrassing you moment. You going to do what? Yeah. I'm, I'm going to I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make a pass box, Steve. I'm just going to drive. Oh, right okay. Come on. Just oh, stay just outside. Don't come in. He can't come in? <laughs> no, he can't come in my house. He ain't been nowhere. He just been in the house looking at the tree. Hey, hey, hey. No, he ain't coming here. He can come he out by the pool because we can social distance out by the pool. Oh, well, he <laughs> can come in about then. 13 he... feet away from each other. Yeah. Well, okay. He can go around back. Yeah, yeah, you, you, you gotta go around come right back, down the back. side of the house. You're not, yeah. you Dog, I told you who I live with. The president <laughs> of the Center for Disease Control. <laughs> she don't Marjorie let Harvey. nobody in here, man. That's right, girl. Protect your man. Man, we in here spraying boxes and stuff right here. Box yep, be so damn too. wet, you can damn near punch it open. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, Marjorie. Oh, good. Man. Hey, y'all, for my closing today, I want to remind somebody, remind you of something that I had to really think about. Okay. I was talking to Junior, and we were having some conversations. Junior calls me a lot about uh, theories and um, uh things I've developed over the years, sayings and mm-hmm. slogans to help mm-hmm. g- get me to where I am. Mm-hmm. And we were talking yesterday and Junior say, Unc, wh- wh- how do you think of everything that you think of? And I was uh, talking to him and a great deal of what I think about comes from prayer. A huge part of it is because I'm constantly talking to God about direction, advice, counsel, because I've learned over the years as becoming more and more spiritual that I don't make too many decisions without running them by him. Now, 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 let me say this. Do I still make decisions without confiding and conferring with God? Of course I do. Do they all go bad? Nah, but when they do, I realize I should have talked to him about that too. 
But one of the things, man, that I've really had to come to terms with and I was explaining to Junior was, and I think we had a conversation this morning before we got on the air. I always look at the possibility and I ignore the probability. See, when people tell you the probability of something happening, they're talking about the likelihood in the event that several things go right and realizing that something is gonna go wrong, so there's going to be a problem, so they call it the probability. And I never look at my life that way. I look at my life in terms of possibility. And so Junior was asking me, he said, but Unc, how do you, how do you think it's gonna work? I said, I don't always know that it's going to work. I oftentimes strike out with ideas without any idea of how it's going to even be possible. But what I've learned over the years is that what I've started to become an expert in, I became a believer in the I don't see how. You understand what I'm saying? I look at everything and I go, wow, I don't see how. When I have people telling me, man, I don't see how you gonna do that. Man, I don't see why you would buy that. Man, I don't see how you gonna make that happen. I start believing in the I don't see how. And you know why I'm able to believe in the I don't see how? Because I don't have to see how. I oftentimes don't know how, but God does. He ain't ever missed. He ain't never aimed at a target and missed. He ain't never said nothing that wasn't true. See, when you ask God for something and you pray about it and you believe in it, the how-to is actually none of your business. See, God's kingdom is not built on earning and deserving. You earn it, you deserve it. That's not what his kingdom is built on. His kingdom is built on asking and receiving. He says, ask and you shall receive. You got to get out of your way with the how-to. Because once you can't figure out how to do something, you stop wondering about it. Well, do you know the possibilities that you are ruling out of your life when you do that? You've got to get out your own way. You got to ask God for something, believe he'll do it, and prepare yourself to receive it. That's how God operates. It's no more complicated than that. So when you ask God for something, you believe he gonna do it, you got to prepare to receive it. Now, here's the part that I don't want you to miss. Preparing to receive it could possibly mean that if you, after you ask for something and you believe it, there's a series of steps that you have to take. And God will present that to you. You know, faith without works is dead. So when you ask God for something and you believe in it, I've just learned to become a believer in the I don't see how. I've learned to become a believer in the that ain't even possible. I've learned to become a believer in the ain't no way. I have learned to become a believer in, there he go again, watch this. Yeah, watch this. But you ain't just watching me. You watching me with the person that has a relationship with his heavenly father. And with Christ, all things are possible. All things. That's all you need to know. All things is possible with Christ. And that's how I've gotten to where I am. Those are my closing remarks.
Hope you nice can use standard. that today. Yeah. Amen, bro. Hey, y'all, have a nice day, and then tomorrow it'll be the same thing, but have another one. <laughs> For all Steve Harvey contests, no purchase necessary, void where prohibited. Participants must be legal U.S. residents at least 18 years old unless otherwise stated. For complete contest rules, visit steveharveyfm.com. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. 